Dude, I, I used to, my mom used to give me, uh, like, money, like, allowance to eat lunch yeah. every week. And I would starve myself each week <laughs> so I can save up the money and go to, like, the record store after I know. school and buy the record so I can go to my homie's house and we could cut that up. 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 Welcome to The 20, brought to you by BeatSource. After the club stories and before the club music prep, with everything in between. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! Every week we start off by checking the 20 on Beat Source, which is a curated playlist similar to like a New Music Friday or something like that, but strictly for DJs. You know, on Beat Source, we got a bunch of songs that are a bunch of playlists that are strictly made for DJs to go rock any kind of party. You know, every open format DJ can get on there. And the 20 is every genre all mixed together. So we have a special guest in the studio. It's going to go over a bunch of our songs with us. And then we're going to learn a lot about him. And uh, today I'm very excited on our second show. We got someone that kind of like very, very... Kind of shares a name with me in a way, but uh, not really. He's his own person. But um, no, I, the the guest that we have on today, I just want to say about him, I feel like he really embodies um, where DJing and production and everything is going and has come from today. Like in a way, he he has the mind of like an amazing open format DJ that could literally spin any kind of music and do crazy wordplay, crazy scratches, anything from like another one bites the dust to some song that just came out probably yesterday. But he's also a producer and I just feel like he has the right outlook and mind state and attitude and all that for what's going on uh, these days. And I'm very excited to have him on. Give it up for Spider Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, DJ Spider, Spider Tech, it's the ultimate connection right here. Really happy to have you on. And uh, we're going to go over some of the stuff on the 20, but uh, what have you been up to? Everything good? You have a good week? Yeah, everything's been uh, pretty busy, man. I just did, uh, did an interview at Sirius earlier right. today um, for, for, my, for my radio show. And what's your radio show for? Uh, Globalization Sessions. Okay, dope. Globalization XM. Right, on Pitbull Station, yeah. Channel 13. Got to yep. tune in. Uh, and you're always like, I mean, that, with that show, you're exposing people to like all types of new music, right? Yeah, from everything from like Mumbaton to Bailefong to Afrobeat uh, to, you know, to like the crazier stuff like bubbling to like the 150 BPM, once, even like 160 BPM. Right. You know, just, you know, anything that I feel like that sounds dope and I feel like people need to hear it i'll i'll play it yeah sure. that's great and like before it was mainly just a mixed show and you would talk a little bit right um before it was you know it was just a mixed show i would just start it host it and right. then go right into the music and you know periodically have some special guests but um you started doing interviews yeah now i really want to get into the interview portion to where i spotlight certain producers and artists that i feel uh, the audience that listen to my show needs to know because you know I play a lot of unknown artists and maybe a lot of producers and artists that are not too known to right. the, you know to like the mainstream artists. I want them to at least have a platform to to let the people know who exactly. they are and maybe become a a fan of theirs. Yeah, I mean it's hard to find things nowadays, which is why even on Spotify and things that have the curated playlist, which yeah. is the beauty of BeatSource because they find it for you. You know, as a DJ, it's not just some big Afrobeats playlist where right. like, what do I do with this and what's going to work in the club? Um, but I think it's still hard to find things, especially just as a music fan. Like, I went to go see this band play a week or two ago called um, Your Grandparents. Like, yeah. I'd never heard of them. Went and saw them. So dope. I was like, yo, these guys are going to blow up. Like, three dudes just... They were really good, like very versatile, really good music. I look them up on Spotify. They have like five listens. You know, it was like Dang. nothing. And like their <laughs> Instagram has nothing. But I bet you within a year or so, these, hope, I hope for their sake, uh, they'll be blowing up, you know. But, yeah. but it's hard even with that. Like my friend's like, yo, come out to this spot, which isn't as common. I used to go to shows all the time, but it was nice to go and yeah. see that. You know, it's, it's just like... Uh, 
I think that's cool what you're doing, you know, exposing people. and. Yeah, I mean, you know, growing up in L.A., that's something we kind of grew up around listening to the radio. I mean, a lot yeah. of the times we were exposed to music, we had no idea who it was. We knew it sounded dope, you know, and I feel like there isn't enough of that going on, you know, currently. Exactly, so yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, we had shows here from... I remember, you know, 88.9, Mike Nardone show from yeah. college radio to we, we we went to lunch earlier. We were talking about Friday Night Flavors. Yep. And, I mean, there was a lot of freedom on the – even DJ Reflex had that show yep. until recently where he would really be playing a lot of dope new stuff on Power 106 at yeah, midnight. You know? Exactly. And I think that was, like, a good platform. I think he's um, – you know, so, so, yeah, in L.A., I think we've always had a very diverse uh, – like I guess radio scene yeah. and and also DJ scene and having crews like the Beat Junkies and yeah. that you know yes they're scratch masters kind of like the X Men and the Invisible Scratch Pickles but I feel like they're different like Invisible Scratch Pickles very scratch centric very technical yeah and you're gonna listen to their music it's gonna be scratching like you know all together yeah. same with the X Men very routine heavy or a hip hop beat or something but. Uh, beat junkies i mean they'll be playing latin songs so much different yeah. types of stuff where i'm like what is this oh that's a sample for that oh j-rock's doing is he doing doubles i can't even tell because he's so good <laughs> you know it's like a whole yeah yeah we get exposed that to was, all that that was honestly what 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 inspired me to want to try to do the same thing honestly man i never thought i'd have the opportunity to do that right until it presented itself yeah, dope. Well, I'm so glad you do. And tune in to Spider Tech's show. Every Monday night, 8 p.m. West Coast time, 11 o'clock East Coast. I think that's how it works. Okay, me. dope. And do you post them up on that? <laughs> do you post them up online? Like uh, I, You know what? I I used to. Uh -huh. I put them on uh, Mixcloud. Okay. But just because I've been traveling a lot yeah. and I've been trying to like knock out a bunch of projects, it's been right. hard for me to upload them. But I'm going to... Start right, doing it again. Right, right. All right, cool. We'll post those. But for now, it's so exclusive. You better listen on Monday <laughs> night or you're never going to hear it again. Yeah, at least not for like three months. <laughs> All right, dope. Well, shoot, we want to hear a lot more about you. I got a lot of questions for you. and We want to learn about, you know, where you're coming from and where you're going. But uh, first, we want to go over some of the songs from The 20. All right. right? You ready for that? You ready for that? All right, here Let's we go. go. This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Ooh, okay. That's some real official stuff right there. All right, so <laughs> first song. We got, obviously, 20 songs. Let's go through about five of them. Um, this was the first song they had on there. I hadn't even heard this until today. Let's see if you could guess whose song it is by the first sound that we hear right here. All right. Might be made for strip clubs. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. And the chorus going real long. Yeah. So it's uh, the new French Montana featuring Juicy J, Logic, and ASAP Rocky. That's what I was going to say. I know that flow. I'm like, that's a Juicy J flow. Yeah. And the beat. Like, when I heard it, I'm like, I bet you Juicy J produced this. <laughs> like, straight up. You know? And even the, some of the flows on the rapping. Even French Montana's flow sounds like Juicy J's yeah. like flow. And then I looked up the credits. I love how you could do that on Spotify now. You look up the credits. You can see who produced everything and oh, damn, all I the writers. Know. Yeah, it's like a new function on that's there. That's dope. So I looked, and it was um, Juicy J produced it. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think ASAP Rocky's only on the chorus, too, because I listened to the whole song. I feel like he does that, though, right? He's yeah. on the, like, uh, Kendrick uh, other one. Oh, no, that was his song. Like, I love bad bitches. Don't yeah. Like a problem. Um, but, yeah, this was... Uh, so, yeah, New French Montana sounds good. I mean... What do you think? It sounds to me like very club oriented and strip club oriented. That uh, sounds like I like something I can I can throw on and then uh, 
who would I play? I would play B King with that. I, I don't know if you know who B King is. Nah, he's this artist out of out of Houston. He has some dope stuff like that. Really? Yeah, it's like Tight. real like strip club type stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that Juicy J too. That, yeah. that Texas I love that. Uh, influence and yeah. like you know slob on my knob like corn on the cob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, I was thinking that when I listened to this song earlier, and then. I get to the logic verse, and he definitely quotes that line in there somewhere. I think. They definitely all changed their flow for this song. Oh, for sure. Who can relate? All right, so track one sounds good. You know, definite club song, strip club song. I'm sure it'll be big if you play in the club this weekend. Um, Let's bring up another track right here. What do we got? What By we the got? homie, Dylan Francis. Ooh, feeling that dubbed out reggae vibe. Now we're about to go crazy. I'm not mad at that. No. Sounds like some of your shit, actually. I think the confetti cannon just went off. Here comes the cryo. If it goes double time. (laughs) All right, dope. Or it goes half time probably with this kind of beat. Let's see. It has to. Not yet. Dope. I fuck with that. Yeah, I'll play that for sure. That sounds like it fits into your kind of sound. For sure. That's something that'll be on globalization sessions for sure. All right, dope. Yeah. (laughs) This has to be the breakdown. <laughs> All right, that makes you have the stink face right there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's dirty. All right, that's super tight. Dylan Francis, pretty much always coming with dope music. All the fire. <laughs> All the fire. He's so talented, it's crazy. Like, I met him, like, way back in the day and got to see him make a track, and he yeah. just, like was doing it on his computer with just the keyboard like he had heard me play this bingo players song i think it was like that horn like dun 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 dun, dun. okay yeah, and then yeah. he's like i'm gonna make a dubstep song out of that and just does it like super fast i'm like how do you do that you know, like <laughs> that was amazing um you still are you are you are you still producing yeah i'm, I'm making stuff uh i definitely i got a few remixes that i'm about to come out with and yeah. i've been trying to make a few original tracks or Dope. some sampled stuff so I'll be doing that if I can get some time in between doing this podcast <laughs> and DJing, and I've been busy. Yeah. Uh, but yes, my goal is to get some more stuff out. Hopefully, either by the end of this year, beginning. Hook me of up, year. man, and oh, and those and those dope edits that you do. Yes, as well. I got some edits. I made a new edit of the highest in the room uh, that came out pretty good. Um, maybe I'll drop it on here later. Hey, <laughs> but I'll go. definitely send it to you. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, all right, cool. So that sounded dope. Dylan Francis. All right, let's move on. Let's let's pick another genre. We had some hip hop. We had some crazy house trap, whatever you want to call that. I don't even know. Um, let's see. I haven't even heard this song. Ooh, sounds like some disco house. It's called Broken Ears is the group, and Get Down is the song. I love me some disco house, so yeah, me too. I've been like, there's so much good shit lately with that. All right, let's cut. Let's cut a little farther in the track. Funky. Alright, let's see where it goes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's tight. 
like that uh, probably mixed with that soul sacrifice that Dombreski uh, yes. song that shit is so dope man I've been dropping that like in big even just bottle service mainstream clubs <laughs> and like it works because it's just like musical it's such a good record so good like I love finding stuff like that like feel good happy fun music or like stuff that you really wouldn't think would work in a big club but making it work yeah you know I feel like that's like our goal you know we were talking about that earlier yeah. right like you could do an open format night and you could do this and that, you know, but like, and you could kind of play it safe and just have a good night, you know, but, or really like throw some curveballs yeah. in there and introduce people to stuff, but you have to trick them into yeah. introducing them, you know, it's like Jedi mind trick you got to play, right. man, you know, like any, anybody can go in there and play the hits, you know, and yes. crush it at, at a prime time, you know what I mean? Yeah. But a really good DJ will give them what they didn't know they wanted to hear. Yes, exactly. You know, and they don't even know what they're hearing, and it's all mixed together, like, and it's going that? so fast. I don't fast. know what that is, but I love it. Yes, like to exactly. me, that is the ultimate goal of DJing. Like, right. I love people coming up to me either at a private event where I get to get way more open, or like a club, and saying, "What is this?" Or I yeah. just shazam that, or, or I can't find this. You know. So what was that? Uh, you 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 were playing like everything at that uh, CES party earlier. Oh this yeah, year. yeah. So earlier this year. We, um, I do this party for a company called Zag um, during CES, which is a consumer electronic show. And um, they rented out Excess, like one of the biggest clubs in Las Vegas. Yep. And I got to play the whole night, and Spider Tech came through. And we actually had so much fun. He chilled with me the whole <laughs> night. He's like, I can't believe you're playing this and this and this. And then he ends up jumping on, on my computer, which, <laughs> as you guys know, as DJs, it's really hard to DJ on someone yeah, else's computer. You don't know their edits. You don't know where anything is. Plus, my computer has way too many songs and things, so it's probably <laughs> even harder. But he was killing it. He's typing things in. He's doing this. He's doing doubles. He was coming up with original things on the fly. I'm like, well, who is this guy? Uh, we had so much fun. I think I recorded that set, too. It's in my computer somewhere. No. Oh, <laughs> it's like a six-hour long. <laughs> yeah, you were DJing for, for a good minute, dude. I know. I yeah. have that. I was like, what the hell did I play that night? That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun night. That was actually a really, really fun set, man. Thanks. Yeah, I don't even know what I did, but maybe we'll post that up one day, too. <laughs> dope, dope. All right, cool. So let's move on to another track. All right, we're going to head back to some hip-hop right here. Sounds, pre sounds pretty Halloween-y to me right yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. And Jay. Stepping up in that haunted house. I wanna rock, 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 wanna finna let the rock bass drop. Uh, if you feel better, you got me then. If you feel better, you got me then. Yeah, that beat is super tight. Who is that? Um, who do you think? <laughs> I just want amps. I don't follow trends. follow Is that Jeezy? Yeah, yeah. It's G Easy featuring Gunna, which actually it's tight to hear Gunna rapping on like a faster beat. Like even though, like, even though some of his beats are 50 BPM, oh, this man. is just double time of that. It's so hard to mix it. Some of that shit. So, it kills me so bad. When I, I tried to play, to play Young Thug Bad 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 last night. I had to like slow everything down so much. We gonna let the haters hit again. How blown while we speeding in the ladies' bins. Ladies' bins. Mercedes bins. Go on and she say ain't nobody better than. She give me hit, make me feel like the president. Yeah, so sounds pretty dope. I can't figure out what that little sound, the. It sounds like you're walking into a haunted house, or it sounds like it's from something. I've heard it before. I can't figure out what it is. It sounds like the uh, Adams Family or something. No, it sounds like the Home Alone bells. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is this song is bridging the gap between Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> On December 26th, you stop playing this song. I'm sure there'll be a lot of wordplay with this song too. With the I want to rock. I mean, there's so many songs you could like. Yeah, do DJs can Acapella make the edits. intros coming up soon. Exactly, coming soon to Beat Source. I want to rock edits. Sign up. <laughs> um, all right, dope. I don't know how many songs we went through. Maybe about four. Let, let's hit yeah. one more, and then let's talk to you about what is going on. What should we do? I got some dope Latin songs. Some. Oh, you know what? This new fabulous song, I think, is pretty dope. Right now, sound. It has DeVito on it and Joe. Oh, I like this. I like that. Yeah, me too. I swear I don't. 
think I got the instrumental too, so <laughs> could do some little something with it. Some blends. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like hearing all this Afrobeat shit start to hit the mainstream yeah. a little bit. I think it's so universal, this it, sound, you know. I was having a conversation with uh, Guilty with uh, Guilty Beats about that earlier. Yeah. And it's so dope to see how how far music has, has come, at least on, on a mainstream level. Yeah. You know, um, I was kind of breaking things down because, like, he's from, like, he's from Nigeria. Right. And uh, who, who was there? It was, it was D. James that was there. Okay. And he's, like, UK-based. So um, from a, an American perspective, music is completely different than it is over there. Right. So, you know, we've come a long way from 2003, Gasolina being, like, the peak yeah. of, you know, of, like, uh, global music at the time. Right. To, you know, to where we are to where this whole thing is bridging the gap from like Philly Funk yeah. and uh, Afrobeat and like uh, Dominican Dembo with uh, Major Lazer Que Calor. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's and it's so interesting because Dominican Dembo is is around like 115 BPM. Okay. And reggaeton essentially and modern Afrobeat could be either 104 or, or 101. Right. Or... One one twenty four. So, so the music yeah. is pretty much universal. You can go either way. Yeah, and it's completely different over in in the UK. They they like more the the slower Afrobeat. Right. But America in in America, we can go either way with the tempos. Yeah, we literally go all over the place. It's so right? it's so dope to see like how far we came to do that because we couldn't do that before. No, it was literally. Play gasolina or play suavemente and get out right. of it. <laughs> exactly. Can you play Latin music? Can you play this? And it was like the, just a few songs. That's it. Or I mean, like Despacito yeah. or something. I remember even that with house music. You know, in the beginning, it was like house and EDM people played their music and yeah. we didn't. And so it was like when Bob Sinclair came out and a few things, they were like, can you play this song? I'm like, okay. So <laughs> we had to start learning about that music. Yeah. And, you know, slow. it's almost like a big, like, cauldron or like melting pot like because when people say oh that music's a fad or like big room edm just came and went or like i think all it is is a chapter we're just writing this book and the chapters keep getting added on and you can obviously some music is going to have longer staying power than others yeah but i have i play songs now that i've had serato for what i don't know almost 15 years and so there's songs in there that are like every genre that i'm still playing and that yeah. i even bring back and like i don't think any music truly dies no. or it's the end of dubstep or whatever anyone's saying it's just you someone has to come out with a dope new you, song you move on basically you know yeah. you can always come you always can come back and, and like revisit it yeah you know i mean big room's not really uh the the key genre it once was but Yet they still have the main stage at like Tomorrowland and like right. EDC and things like that. And, and Vegas is and, still. Because people are like, oh, it's going downhill, Vegas, this, that, open format. I'm like, I don't know. I still think there's massive rooms with huge. Tiesto is yeah. selling it out. I mean, Dude, I could still play helicopter and that shit will go off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the? Helicopter. Or whatever, whatever, how that drop goes. Yeah. You know, like you can still play a lot of that big room stuff that was like peak in 2014. Yeah. And everything still hits, but it's. It's just a mood. It's a vibe. Yeah. And like last night, I'm playing a party and I'm playing some 70 BPM new hip hop song and then I end up mixing in like Phoenix 1901 and oh Block Party. Yes. And then I go back to some other thing and then I'm in Lizzo and then I'm doing, the, you know what I mean? It's like, I just keep it going, you there's, know? There's key, component, there's key components to the night. You yeah. Know? You just got to know how to do it. Right. You just got to know how to finesse it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... It, exactly. You just have to know how to make it all work in a smooth, what time cohesive way. And when and right. how to bring it. Yeah. There's a bunch of variables within that. You know, yeah. you can't just drop into these tracks and expect it to work. You just you have to kind of get your crowd ready for yeah. it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, don't be afraid to then mess up and keep going. Just you know, know what I mean? Recover. <laughs> I'll drop a song and be like, wow, this is not working. No. Like I look horrible. People are giving me thumbs down. Nothing's happening. You know what I'm going to do? Flip it and make this even better. Or yeah. I have acapella loops ready to go. I'm going to stop the party. Hey, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Put your hands up. Boom. I go into another song. I yeah. know works. You know, it's like I've heard Z Trip say, I think he said something like, 
you know, two for them, one for you. Yep. Or I don't know if that was the ratio, but <laughs> but something like that, you know, where you really got to do that and don't be afraid to push the envelope. And and I think you said something interesting earlier where, you know, yes, you can push the envelope with playing Backstreet Boys and a lot of the other songs that everyone plays yeah. and Michelle Branch or whatever. And that's fun and it's funny and I do it and everyone does it. But also push the envelope in other ways, you know, and, and stuff like, you really like, and yeah. stuff you really you really feel like, yo, people should listen to this. Exactly, and I'm gonna make it work in the way that people are gonna keep dancing to it. And the same way we do with our edits, yeah. I'll make an edit, and then I put an acapella over it that I know people know, even though it's my own original beat. And I'm like, okay, they're still dancing, it's working, you know, like okay. So I'm I'm gonna be honest right here. I okay, so I play a lot of lot of clubs, and I get a lot of positive feedback right but for every five seven eight of those positive feedbacks there are at least a few where you know the promoter or the manager wasn't happy with what i was doing because you know there's i mean look there's no there's no shade thrown on them you know just yeah maybe what i do isn't for them right and and that's completely fine yeah you know well, that's something I've had to learn my whole career as yeah. well, and still learning it every night. Yeah. You know, it, it's you can't please, please everybody, <laughs> no matter what. You know, period. You know, so I, I, I took that, and at first I was like, "What do you mean he doesn't like it?" But you know what? I, I didn't, I didn't care about him. I care about the crowd. The crowd's having a good time, right? You know, and as long as I can say eight out of ten clubs like what I did, I did my job, right? You know, because. Every time I take chances. Yeah. Period. Exactly. That's what I say. I would rather get fired for doing something crazy and weird and different than get fired for just sucking and playing the same playing old stuff. Playing vanilla as fuck. Yeah. And, no, <laughs> and even if you're the best playing vanilla, no one's going to remember you no. after a week, you know, or, or even at all. If you even aren't the best, but you're different and yeah. weird, you are going to stand out. Yeah. People are going to remember that. You know what I mean? Like, like, remember when this one guy did this one <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, I'm all for that. Take the chances. And same thing. I've had clubs be like, wow, this guy sucked. He was all over the place. He's playing this and that. He doesn't know what he's doing. And the next night I go, I have the best night of my life. And like, this guy's all over the place. He's the best. It's like the same same (laughs) comment, but in a different light, you know. And I've walked out of clubs. I remember walking out of this club one night and I'm standing on the sidewalk. You know, everyone's drunk and they're all standing around and trying to hit on each other and this girl looked at me and she goes, oh, my God, were you the DJ? And I go, yeah. And she goes, oh, we had the best night ever. You're so good. And this girl right next to her heard and she looks at me and she goes, you're the DJ? She goes, you suck. That was the worst <laughs> night ever. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm literally, this is life. That was just life right there. Yep. You get all that team and that team. It's, I mean, it's just it's humbling. That, as that's fuck. why there's people that like Donald Trump and don't. You know what I mean? Somehow. Exactly. Yeah. You can't comprehend no. it. You know what I mean? Don't even try. No. Just do your thing. And I feel like the best way to approach it is do something you will be proud of and that will make you have fun. Yeah. Sometimes I DJ a party and I'll have someone come up to me and go, man, no one here is dancing, but you're having so much fun that I am having the best time. Yes. Just looking at Those you and how moments. into it you are. Yeah. And like, you know, I want to listen to all your stuff and your mixes are great. You don't even care. And I'm like, exactly. Yes, I'm putting man. on, I'm giving it my all no matter what. Preach, and also man. I want to be me because because there has been a lot of times where I've changed to, oh, I'm going to do exactly what I'm supposed to do here. And it goes horribly. And then I feel awful as a DJ because I feel like almost yeah. like I'm selling out, you know, and like. It's hard to know when to do that because you do want to play all hip hop at the all hip hop spot, but you also want to do you. You want to give them a little twist, you know? Right. I, I had this uh, residency in L.A. a few years ago, and, uh, you know, they were super nice and everything, but as soon as the, the first club night ended, man, they, the crowd, everybody had a good time. I kept, you know, having people come up to me, you know, the promoter was like, "Hey, man, you know that was that was really good. Yeah, uh, you know, but if you can do this or that next time, so <laughs> I took his cue the next month and yeah. did what he asked me to do. At the end of that night, he was saying, you know what, man, that was cool, but can you do it like you did last month? Right, of course. So, well, leave me the fuck alone, man. That's what I've learned too. Is like I say yes to these people and then do whatever I exactly. Think is I right, learned my you know? lesson real quick. I'm like, you know what, fuck, it, I'm just gonna do do me. Right. Even if it's like the head person, I'll be like, okay, uh, I'm gonna really try to do what you want, but I'm gonna try to do it in a way that I know because I'm a professional and this yeah. is, I got here for a reason. So if I just 
played Terrence Trent Darby into Dylan Francis, it's not going to work. But maybe I can figure out a way. Give me five minutes you here. Know what? But. You can't limit yourself with, with anything because I've, I've made the, the craziest shit work. Right. Uh, shit, I've, I've had I've had friends send me like crazy stuff that they do because they're like, yo, that's dope. What you can do, yo, I, I came up with this. You know, me like, too. I love that about about the DJ community. You know, yes, it it drives us, you know, to to kind of like not not like one up each other, but just have this friendly competition where we're all having fun. Yes. You know, where we can push the boundaries of DJing and music. Exactly. And we know what each other's strong suits are, and so like ex- exactly like the last guest I had on Miles Beard last show. He hits me all the time, and he'll be like, yo, I figured out this, um, you know, tone play thing. Like, yeah. you can go from here to here. It's crazy. Uh, you want that? Like, you could use it because he doesn't <laughs> even DJ that much. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. And then he asked me, like, how can I do this? I'm like, oh, you should take this, and then don't use that function. Use this function. Yeah. And make sure you're starting off on the key and then go up and down. You know, he's like, oh, I didn't know that. And, like, it's just fun to help each other figure yeah, stuff man. out and know, oh, you're – you're into wordplay. You're into these kind of parties. You know, you should play yeah. this. I don't get to play this kind of stuff. Right. But, you know. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, we made it through the 20. We kind of went off crazy at the end. But uh, <laughs> let me play my little <laughs> ender drop. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider. Oh, yeah. The 20 with DJ Spider and Spider Tech. Okay. So now we want to find out more about you, Spider Tech. Okay. <laughs> so, um... As I said before, you're a DJ and a producer, yeah. right? I mean, you seem to kind of really have like your feet in both worlds. Yeah. Pretty like solid, which I don't think a lot of people have. I mean, I feel like a lot of producers will become a producer and then go into DJing yeah. and then they're known as a quote unquote DJ, but it's just to perform their songs. Right. Or maybe they'll learn over time. But I feel like you're like a real DJ. Like you're like a DJ's DJ who, but you also are like a real producer and a producer's producer in a way that you really care about both sides of it. You put in the work that needs to be done and probably above and beyond. And like um, you, I, I mean, I feel like you could rock any kind of party. After seeing you rock with me at XS and that open format thing and then the nights that you do, yeah. you know, so I, I think that, you're really like a unique, whether you feel like it or not, type of DJ in person, you know. So I think a lot of people could learn from you, and and it's a, it's a pleasure having you on. Thank you, you know. Man. So check him out online if you haven't already. You know his mixes, his original music, his remixes, all that. Um, where did you like? I'm just a music nerd. <laughs> well, good, but but you're a music nerd that's put it into effect and honed your skills. You know what I mean? There's a yeah. lot of music nerds that want to be DJs, but they suck, so it ruins it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I think that you have the skills to really pull it off, and the things that we were saying, like, make yeah. make these weird things work all together. And that's the way I approach DJing and always have, and that's why I really respect you. Um, so, yeah. You and know. the feeling's mutual, bro. Thank you. you know? I appreciate it. Um, so... Where did you, I know it's kind of generic, but I want to know, like, where did you, so you grew up here in LA, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, when did you start DJing or how'd you get into it? Um, I mean, dude, honestly, man, from like birth, because <laughs> like my grandmother, my mom, you know, they'd be able to tell you like, since before I could read, I knew how to work the the play, the rewind, the stop button on like right. the tape player. You know, I used to break my grandmother's needles on on her record player trying to like you know yeah. scratch it like two years old so like i've always had that musical right background just whatever musical you know thing i just had it in me you yeah know? like i always loved music right i definitely remember breaking my little fisher price <laughs> turntable thing thinking i could scratch the sesame street records <laughs> man like you know like that's a that's a thing you know yeah. and i and this was before i really seen what djing was it wasn't until you know, I would listen to the, you know, the radio and hear the DJ spin, but it wasn't until, like, I saw, like, Rap City and watching, like, DJ Premier. Right. You know, scratching, like, the Gangstar videos oh, yeah. and stuff. I like, know. That's why I was like, wow, that's how he's making that happen? I know. And I still didn't fully understand it, too. No. Right? Like, I remember I knew all that, and I would listen to Wu-Tang. I would listen to, to Tribe and, 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 you know, Gangstar, and I'd be like, I know they're making this sound I like, yeah. you know, but I don't know how they're doing it. And I would go to raves here <laughs> and see these guys like R.A.W. and people that would spin 
drum and bass breaks uh, yeah. you know all this rave music but they'd be scratching over it and I'm yeah like, how they're doing what the hip-hop guys doing but they're doing with this dance music and i'm like are they making it you know it took me a minute to realize how they were doing it dude you know? that that stuff was always interesting to me um just because I, I used to do like back in the days me and my homies we used to go to the raves yeah you know same. we used to like have cut sessions back at the crib and then we yep. would have like this thing where we would just get a stack of like random records and just put them to the side and say you have to match these and you and you can't use headphones so you <laughs> know and best. and it would, we would use like some kind of some kind of break here or some kind of hip-hop record and and say if we get like a snow white record yeah right we right. have to make that shit work somehow. right so that shit was a challenge so for me yeah you know that that part and how 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 to make rhythms and certain things right. fit that thing is like very it's, it's very it's fun to me right it's, it's like a video game almost you know what i mean exactly <laughs> same 100 percent. i remember we'd be playing golden eye or tony hawk or whatever yeah. and it was the same type of thing like i was very into drum and bass and they would do these long mixes and you're yeah. mixing very fast beats and, and a lot of hi-hats and you had to keep it in order but i loved hip-hop and funk music so much i wanted to figure out how to do those halftime mixes and we're all on vinyl right and same we'd be in i remember being at my boy julian's house and we'd have a little stack of records plus I only had like enough money to have 15 records, you know, like <laughs> I just spent, that was like $150 right yeah. there at least, you know? So we were like, okay, we got two scratch records by DJ Rectangle. We got three, you know, super sharp shooter jungle record. This other one, we got two, you Bro. know, mob deep. I remember we had the mob deep record and we mixed <laughs> that acapella or instrumental with it. And dude, I, I used to, my mom used to give me uh like money, like allowance to eat lunch yeah. every week. And I would starve myself each week <laughs> so I can save up the money and go to like the record store after I know. school and buy the record so I can go to my homie's house and we could cut that up. You that's know, so funny. Like, yeah, I mean that's that's some real DJ <laughs> shit, <laughs> and that's what a lot of the real DJs did. Yeah, <laughs> like that was that was what I needed. You know, like that was fun to me. That was my uh, that was my PlayStation. That was my that was my Rubik's cube trying to right. figure out, you know, how to make how to make things fit. Right. You know? And I think, yeah, I always looked at myself as a, as a hip hop DJ or a drum and bass DJ or like very kind of, I don't know, not as open format ish. But yeah. then I guess I was more. And like, I remember I, I got to hang with Scratch Bastard and he described my DJing to me, which was kind of weird. But <laughs> the way he put it was like, I never thought about it like that. He's like, you're like a rave DJ who plays hip hop and all this music. Yeah. You know, he's like, because I thought of myself, like, I'm a hip-hop DJ. But then I guess I'm not. I'm more like what he said. You know, I do approach everything. I want to make it all work together yeah. in this crazy yeah, puzzle dude, way, you know. That that stuff is, is really special because, like, at the time, you know, that kind of DJing didn't didn't exist. You know, we, yeah. we, we didn't mix those two different sides of DJing together. No. You know, and if you did, you know, you kind of were frowned upon. Right. You know, so, like, the things that are that are considered norm nowadays – and the things that we were kind of always into, yeah. but we didn't want to admit around like our right. turntableist friends or yeah. Our oh, I'd be friends. in. I remember going to Fat Beats in New York for my first time. I'm like so intimidated, and they're like dissing me for being into drum and bass, and I was like, oh, okay, like Dude, put my head down. It was so weird that that it was like that, and now like no one really cares. Yeah. No, now now I see people like, yo, drum and bass. I'm putting it in my set. I'm yeah. Like, oh shit, I got like eight <laughs> crates of that <laughs> ready to go. White labels. Um, dope. All right. Well, that's good to know. And like where you got your first, like, like, when did you start, start like the last on the last episode, he was talking to me about mixing, uh, iTunes into windows media player in order to DJ or something, you know, no, somebody 13. else did that. Not me. No, no. I know oh. I'm saying the last guest, oh, but I'm okay. like, what was your, <laughs> and I remember me like having these crap things and trying to make it work and then finally saving up enough for, for my turntable that's funny like i used to have two boom boxes like okay because everyone has that yeah you know whether it's the tape mix whether it's the new school digital so, yeah. so you had two boom boxes yeah so i i used to do the pot i actually still have one of my pause tapes like oh, wow. still and uh so i used to get like two separate boom boxes yeah and the door was broken on one of them so like in order for me to mix this song to that song you know, depending on what it was, I had to kind of like touch the little wheel to kind of yeah. slow it down so it matched the tempo of right. one on the other box. Like that was a way that I learned. This was like 
fifth that's fifth grade. crazy yeah you just touch the little wheels yeah the little wheels down. so it like it matches wow. the tempo or the other or the box that's crazy i never even thought about that i saw some videos some dude that scratches doing that yeah yeah i remember i remember but i had never those. thought no, about I, it i never yeah. thought about scratching i thought i was gonna break it if i did right but i never thought that. about even touching it like that that's crazy that's genius honestly I, dude <laughs> i was what fourth fifth grade i was just did it just because it sounded like the stuff i heard on the radio right. i that's had no amazing. idea how any of that shit worked crazy <laughs> That that's so cool. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, um well so so as far as your production, like we, we got into your DJing and just how you're very open format um yeah. DJing and you've been influenced by a lot of the LA stuff and just worldwide kind of stuff. Yeah. But your production seems to have like a heavy correct me if I'm wrong, like Latin influence. Um or... like a lot of my recent stuff, like Okay. Like when I first I used to I used to just solely DJ hip hop. Okay. Well, not DJ, but produce hip hop. And then I started doing, um, I basically got tired of waiting for rappers because, <laughs> you know, if you're a hip hop producer listening, you know, and, and if you haven't had a big record sign yet, you're, you're, you've worked with a ton or you've tried to work with a ton of rappers and you know how excruciating that wait is. Yes. Either you're waiting for two weeks or you're waiting for six months or you're waiting for a year. Right. Or you're just waiting forever <laughs> forever so <laughs> to this day i eventually got tired of going through that whole back and forth and i was like you know what i don't i don't need to use a rapper for for you know to make electronic music i'm just gonna do that right so i just started doing that because i really i was really into it at the time because nothing in hip-hop was like inspiring me so yeah i just started doing electronic music and i was doing everything i was doing like I was doing house, I was doing like electro, I was doing like dirty Dutch stuff, I was yeah. doing uh, like future bass, trap, and then um, like I've always been into like the Moombathone stuff ever since it, right. like, it hit maybe like 2011, 2010, something like that. Yeah. But you know, once I heard Moonchie, I was just right. like, wow. I know. You can actually mix reggaeton and electronic music together. Crazy. It was a rap for me. Mind blowing, yeah. So I was Not just, Dave Nada, yeah. all that. And yeah, sh yeah. Shout out Dave Nada. Um, that's fam. I remember being. I remember. I I feel like I was like there. It was like being there during like the Big Bang or something when the universe was created. I feel like I was there when like Moonbathon was created. Actually, you probably were because me and Dave had like this crazy conversation because I told him about like remember the Dim the Dim Mac Tuesdays at yeah. like Space. Yeah. So one of the times that I remember going. Um, I think I was going for I don't I don't know who who was who was playing in in like the big room. Yeah. But remember there was like a smaller room. Right. Where there was like a you know like a smaller booth. Right. Before you go into the bigger. Yeah. So. And this was like Steve Aoki would play there. DJ yeah. AM. I mean Justice. It was like yeah. everybody ever. Dada Busy Life. Food. Yeah. Uh, designer drugs. All all you uh, know. It was the best. Mord Fustang. Like all these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that was that was that was a good that was a good time in music. But um, uh, I remember going in there. I'm like. Why is this guy playing reggaeton? This is dope. Yeah. And I remember what the guy looked like. And I was, remember he had long hair. I didn't register anything until like years ago when me and Dave were having this conversation about him playing at Cinespace. I was like, holy shit, that was you. Yeah. He was like, yeah, that was around the time I, I, I came up with, with Moombathon. Yeah, he invented it. Yeah, dude. Basically, I remember <laughs> I was at in Vancouver during the Olympics. Like, I don't know when that was, maybe 10 years ago or yeah. something. Yeah. And um, I got brought up there by, I think, like Monster Energy Drink or something. And we did this party on this place called Grouse Mountain. Yeah. And there was, like, I think DJ Marvel, like the, the freshest, like that whole crew. Uh, maybe even Scratch Bastard was there, like, and Dave Nada. And, like, yeah. they were like, we just came up with this music, yeah. you know, and, they, and, they, and they're playing it. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, dude. And it was like, that was the beginning of all of it. And then same thing at Moonchie, like I started hearing all the stuff and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, man. And then trap kind of came a little bit after that yeah. where they mixed the trap with the electronic, but that's so crazy. Yeah. That, about. that, that part was like really, really crazy to, to yeah. kind of witness the birth of something. Right. And not knowing that you're witnessing the birth. <laughs> I know. And, and how much it's affected the world now. Yeah. It's worldwide. It's literally mainstream. It's like, you know, they use these shits in yeah. commercials now, yeah. you know, in movies. That's crazy. Everything, you know? Yeah. So, like, you know, from, you know, getting back on track to, yeah. like, me uh, listening to, to Moonshi, I was just like, oh, Yo, yeah. I can do this. Right. So I started just, you know, meshing, you know, like, old, like, 
bachata, merengue samples with like, you know, with like electronic music and making it make sense. And I, you know, got more and more into Mumathon. And then I got more and more into the the community and connecting with different producers. Like I connected with like Gesture, like when yeah. Ruff was starting, like Happy Colors, all all these guys um, that, you know, like, like Happy Colors is with like Sony Records, you know, Gesture's doing, oh, you know, all kinds of oh, festivals yeah. and shit. So you much know? stuff. So like, it's crazy to see how far it came, but you know, there was all these producers that I, that were getting, that were making these incredible records. Right. But you know, they weren't getting that proper shine. And mind you, I'm in Colorado, man. Right. This is 2011, 2012. And so you went there from LA. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Colorado for like nine years. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And Colorado, you know, in Denver. Yes. It's like a Bay state, (laughs) you know, there's nothing but dubstep trance, house right you know so me yeah, over here pretty lights you know, kind of yeah stuff. all that shit yeah. so me over here with my moon shit everybody's looking at me like a fucking weirdo right <laughs> you know so like i was the only guy really pushing that stuff and i yeah. you know i made fans you know with with a few of the djs and a few of the people that were there and i just started feeding stuff to the community online like you know i i wasn't going to really get anywhere doing things in person but i was going to do my best just to keep doing that yeah but things started picking up online where you know i honestly i don't know how it happened right (laughs) but it just kept happening and then uh then a good friend of mine he he was like yo man you have really dope tunes you know i'm gonna give you diplo's email you know send him some stuff yeah and Pretty much the rest is history. That's tight. You know? Like, yeah. And so I, you just sort of stick to the sound that you feel like whatever, you want to be. Yeah. I mean, look, man, I've been making like this past year, I've been making like house records. I've been playing, you know, I've been making like hip hop stuff. I've been making everything. Yeah. You know, and I have that, you know, the project with, with Craze Metamano. No. Yeah. What's up with that? Um, We're finishing it up. I told, I just told him the other day that. Cause he was telling me, he's like, yo, let's finish this up. I don't want it to come out in like 2023. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true. And I'm, I'm really bad at that. Just, I get really busy, but right. I told him, I was like, look, I'll, I'll make sure we wrap this shit up by the yeah. end of December. So, you know, we'll see when oh. it'll come out like in the next few months. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. So wait, what's it called again? What's the name of the group? Metemano. Okay. Yeah, man. Like keep the your, records. Keep your ears and eyes out for that. Yeah. The records, the records are really fun, man. Like oh. that's. That's what we wanted to go for. Like, he wanted to do the more Latin-based stuff. And, you know, like, me and him work really, really well off each other. So I'm I'm really happy with the way that project's shaping up. Dope. You know, all my solo stuff outside of that, though, I've been doing, like, hip-hop. I've been doing, I have, like, some house records. Like, I'm, I'm going to wow. show you some house records, man. Oh, yeah, please. But I've been, been working on a lot of things. So a lot of things I've been wanting to do, I felt kind of self-conscious because people kind of put me in this whole oh you just make latin or moonbathon right thing so i'm just like you know what i'm gonna do whatever i want so yeah i'm gonna push this out push that out and exactly and i think it's good just to build that base of sound of who you are at that time and then yeah. you can always progress from there nothing's permanent yeah it's like life. No, i i definitely love moonbathon and i'm definitely going to continue making it but that's not the only thing i want right do. Yeah. yeah dope all right well um and and then i wanted to know like do you have not that you should, but do you have sort of like a vision of where you want to go from here? Like, are you trying to utilize your DJing and your production to take it to some other level? Or are you just sort of living day by day and just putting in the work and seeing where things go? Or I will say that um, everything that I do, which, you know, I mean, the era that I look up to, which, you know, you, AM, you know, fashion, all, all of you guys, all the stuff you guys done. I just want to be able to expand upon that and be able to make it possible for other DJs to see that you can do more with music. You know, right. you don't have to just, you know, you don't have to just do the just regular shit or you don't have to do the same thing that I did. Yeah. You can expand on it. There's always something to learn from within DJing exactly. or production or anything. Yeah. Like, it's limitless. Yeah. Well, I feel like you really are doing that. So I'm doing my best. Too. Yeah. Well, I think you are. You're taking that and really expanding on it. You know, like, um, yeah. All right. Dope. Well, we all approve Spider Tech in the house. Hey. And, uh, you know, there's, I have a bunch of other questions, but I say we get into a little segment where we get some questions from the listeners and uh, might spark up some stories uh, before we get out of here. So um, 
you know, we're around Halloween right now, so I thought this could be um, an interesting question because someone wrote in and asked what was the scariest thing that ever happened to you at a gig or some type of something scary, like, around the gig. Like, did you have anything like that? Or I could think of a couple of things. Yeah, but- uh, what happened to me was that I was DJing this event a few, I think it was... Yeah, I think it was about two years ago. And the the stand, the crane stand that was there, it wasn't quite sturdy. Right. So literally, it's like set up like this. This is the turntables. This is my laptop. Yeah. This is the stand. Oh, I hate that. So all I'm playing all of a sudden, and the, the stage isn't that sturdy in the first right. place. Next thing I know, my laptop goes. Oh, it God. falls. And the stage is maybe this high. Okay? Oh, wow. And I thought, that's it. My laptop's <laughs> over. Yeah. Thankfully, by the grace of I don't know what, there was a couch right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the, my laptop landed right there on the couch. That's crazy. And I was good. That's amazing. My, mine <laughs> fell one time. Like I was, de- I was supposed to go on at the Red Bull 3 style LA after everybody as like the featured thing. And, but I was doing a video set. Yeah. This wasn't even scary, but just with the falling thing, like... And I get back on stage after my computer's on the ground. And I was like, what happened? It's so like, stressful. It had fallen down on the ground, but it still kind of worked. But, oh, wow, that's that's the worst. Those stands that, like, <laughs> fold forward. And the sound guy's always like, it's good. You'll be good. I'm like, no. No. Okay, I've seen that shit fall down, like, Dude, off the second story. Like, my, my shit could have been toast. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I have, like, I actually have a bunch of random, crazy, scary stories where, like, I thought I was going to die. But <laughs> <laughs> about... At least seven, <laughs> but um, actually, I do have a story like that. Oh yeah, tell it. Yeah. Okay. So you know the club in Aspen, uh, Escobar. Uh, I don't know. No, no. I know like Belly Up. And yeah. Stuff like well, it's, okay. So it's like down the street from Belly Up. Okay. Um, it's actually yeah, it's like right around the corner from Belly Up. But anyways, uh, I had to go up there, and me and my buddy were driving up, and this was, I guess, some part of. Um, fall going into winter right. to where they shut down a certain highway. Right. So like when we went down this highway trying to go up to Aspen and it literally was shut down until like January or February or something like that. So we had to go all the way down in a mountain. Mind you, I had to start music at 10. Wow. Okay. So we're going up the other side of the mountain, which is, you know, where the mountain is and there's nothing. Yeah. And we're speeding up this up oh there God. just so i can make it in time dude right okay and and it was kind of like wet i don't know what we were thinking driving that fast up there but i made it just in time wow i didn't even make it to the hotel nothing oh my god and the first thing that the that the manager says when i get there hey man just for future reference you know why don't you change into something nicer when you you know come here <laughs> You're like, I almost died for you. Fucking thanks, bro. You're like, I'm hanging <laughs> off a cliff. I almost ate the driver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I almost didn't make it to this gig. I made it here just so to make sure I, my, my record looked good. Yeah. And, and you're telling like- me to put on a button-up shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Man. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I've had some like that, too, where, like, I was in... I mean, I had one... I'll tell this one story when I was in Mexico, but the one time, like, in Detroit, this like a full limo crashed into the front of the club yeah. and just broke the whole doors down. It created like a crazy riot. I never, it was insane. Like we, people were running around smashing bottles on each other's face. Like it, it sounds was like a, a movie. It was like a movie, dude. <laughs> I was with Kevin Scott. Like if ever I have him on here, we'll tell the story about us together. I got to hear but that. But no, this, the probably I have so many, like I said, scary stories, or maybe I'm just scared of a lot of things, <laughs> but, or maybe I put myself in horrible situations, but I remember being like, so I don't know, probably 10 years ago, I used to do a lot of stuff with little John yeah. and, uh, I met him in new Orleans one day and, and he was like, yo, I'm, I'm getting back into DJing. Can you show me Serato? I'm like, yeah. So we ended up making these mixtapes together called yeah. rock box and we got booked and then we started to get booked. So we would get booked here, there, Detroit, Chicago. We got booked in Rosarito, Mexico. And I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to go down, do a two-by-four set and whatever. So we we get to San Diego. We got a hotel, like a W or something in San Diego. We get in the car, car service, drive down to Rosarito, all good. Get to the spot. Um, we get in the, like, um, 
room, green room. It's not really like what they said was going to be there, but whatever. It's all good. We'll just make it work. We get to the stage. Worst equipment. Like, none of the equipment was right, and they just had a mic for him and some mixer I've never seen in my life for me, and, like, we had to make it work. This isn't even the scary part, but, like, we, we do our thing. We then in the middle of the show, like these all these guys all wearing the same jacket, like beat someone to death, I think, or something. I don't know what was happening. He even got on the mic like, hey, like, you know, chill. Like so all this shit's happening. So whatever. We're like, let's get out of here. We finish the show. We get paid in cash. It's like, you know, he's little John's pretty good yeah. amount. We get in the car, the car service and the driver. It's a new car. I don't even think it has license plates. Keeps starting it and goes, nope. Won't start. Won't start. And I'm like, oh, this is it. We're being set up. Like, we got the cash. Yeah. Then these fools are going to come rob us. I've seen this shit on a TV show. <laughs> and even John's like, look at, you know, but he has his bodyguard. But still, we're like, what's about to happen? We're yeah. like not in our area, you know. And the dude's like, sorry. So then he goes around the front, opens the hood. And I'm like, oh, we're fucked. These fools are coming to jack all the money. You'd like kill Damn. us. And finally he figures something out i don't know what it was like he didn't have a thing clicked because the new card it wouldn't go on and he turns it on and we just like speed out of there and we drive all the way back to san diego and just go in the hotel but i was like for the time being you know you hear all this crazy shit dude no, i'm like yeah, what's about to sure. happen to us you know and he's there i'm like shit oh. my heart would have been yeah like, and he's like floor. a celebrity so i'm like i don't know they were they watching us you know oh my god so that's probably one of my scary uh scary stories and then beyond that, I've had a lot of other crazy <laughs> ones. But uh, <laughs> all right, well, uh, we don't have much time left. Let's get into Wait, one more. Okay. I, th there's like a bunch of questions people wrote in. I think um, I'll go with this Halloween theme where things are scary and disgusting and stuff. And okay. so someone wrote and said, what is the grossest thing that's ever happened to you at a gig? Just something disgusting that you can remember. Is that happened to me? Sure. Or that you saw at a gig. Anything? I can curse on this show, right? Yeah, I've been cursing a lot. Okay. <laughs> Man, you know what? Some I mean, I'm pretty sure you can probably guess where this is going right now. <laughs> you know what? Just just know I've seen some shit. <laughs> That's it. You know, I've seen some shit. I'm nah, I'm not Well, people having sex? Uh, I've seen <laughs> You know what? That part doesn't bother me as much as seeing, you know, the other shit. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> right, okay. You know, slobbing a knob, coin in the cob. <laughs> <laughs> the Juicy J. People yeah. are acting out Juicy J Just songs. Just like with no shame. Oh, my God. You know? I'm, yes. Yeah. Of course. We see that endlessly. I can't believe what people do out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. All right. I, I mean, I had to like rack my brain. I have a bunch of gross stories. But yeah. Like, I hate it because it just forms a visual for me. I don't want to see forever. that. Forever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had like, I, I think I told this story to someone before, but like, I played at this club and they the air conditioning had gone out and they had these like you know those industrial size fans that are like six feet tall, super wide, they'll For blow sure. them, you know. Yeah. And they had that aimed at the VIP section and um to sort of like cool them off because they're the people spending the most money. And I'm in between like both booths of the VIP section, DJing. And I see the sound guy like go running down and then come back with like a towel over his face and he looks all crazy and I'm like, What's happening? And he goes, Look over there. Someone had like leaned over the railing of the VIP section and started throwing up, but the railing where they were throwing up was right behind the industrial fan, so it started shooting into oh, the fan. My God, <laughs> it was like a movie. It was shooting all over the people that were in the VIP Dude. section, and they didn't know what it was at first. They're probably like, "Oh, confetti can." It's like, no, you got little throw up shooting. Oh at. my God! So it was like a crisis. Like people go crazy. They're trying to clean things up, get the person out, move it. I'm like. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was so disgusting. I also have a really bad gag reflex, so I start smelling it, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. That I got to get out of here. That probably is so disgusting. And yeah. then after, I had to tell somebody I'm in my hotel room, so I wrote uh, a tweet. Like, I described the whole story, I think either on Facebook or Twitter, but yeah. I didn't say the club or anything. But the next morning, my manager got, like, the worst email. Like, from the club, they're like, you need to delete everything now. Like, you're making us look so bad. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even say where it was. And also, it's just a story. It's not like you guys did right. something bad. No. But, yeah, they wrote him. They're like, his set wasn't even that good. He's never coming back here wow. again. I was like, okay, that's how to burn a bridge real quick. Just yeah. tell a funny story about throw up. But it's worth it because I got to tell that's a crazy great. story. But. Oh my God! That's a I was disgusting, like, but great story, disgusting, great. It's like lean on me. It's like you know, just one person pukes and the rest goes. But 
Yeah, disgusting. So, all right, that's a good thing to end on. <laughs> it's about to be October 31st. On that so. note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, when you're doing your uh, Halloween parties, reaching in, trying to figure out if you're holding eyeballs or wet grapes or something, you could think about that. <laughs> but, um, all right, well, well, where can people find you online? It's just at Spidatech. Um, on space on Facebook, Spacebook. On space, uh, Spacebook <laughs> is the new shit coming out. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook, it's Spider Tech. On Twitter, it's Spider Tech. Uh, okay. S P Y D A T E K. Okay. And Instagram, it's Spider Techzilla. Okay. Dope. Spider Techzilla. I forgot about that. All right. Yeah. Dope. And uh, you got anything else you want to talk about that's coming out? I mean, we talked about the Craze Project and. Um, I mean, any- I'm I'm working on some things. I wish I could indulge you on this other. Okay. Thing that I'm doing, but uh, that probably would get canned if I talk about it. Okay, okay. Well, how about you got any advice for like the up and coming DJs either that want to get into DJing or want to transition from uh, DJing to being a producer? I would just say invest in yourself. You know, nothing happens overnight. You know, like I wish half the shit that's happened to me now happened back in 2011 when I went full time and it didn't until. Just, you know, a few years ago. Right. So, I mean, if you really care about what you do, just keep going. Yeah. You know, no one no one owes you anything, so don't take it, you know, too much to the heart when you get turned down. Right. That could be the greatest no you ever heard. Yep. Because I've had a lot of things, you know, I have had a lot of things just shut, you know, shut their door on me and tell me, nah, you're, you're not good. And what I did was I went back and try to figure out what was what maybe made their opinion into a no right and how do i make them into a yes and sometimes you won't be able to turn them to a yes but you can use that skill that you learn from there and take it somewhere else yeah and succeed yeah so i agree just nope. have thick fucking skin thick skin exactly <laughs> don't take too much stuff to heart and no one's ever gonna love everything you do no. you know what i mean except your mom maybe and like so <laughs> just uh Pretend everyone's your mom. No, I mean, <laughs> I agree. I think that's really good advice. All right. It has been a pleasure and an honor having Spider Tech on the 20, brought to you by Beat Source. I'm DJ Spider. Thank you so much for coming in. Yer. Yer. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.